This is The Journey's Podcast, and I'm your host, Mark Stolo. Today I'm talking with Gonzalo Miguez Martinez. Gonzalo has developed sustainable ways of achieving outcomes that unlock our deep potential. He brings to his practice an embodied passion for exploring cutting-edge human solutions in service of individual and collective evolution. Gonzalo invites you to contemplate the idea that the obstacle is the way, and that a resilient mindset is the ultimate surfboard on the tidal wave of life. You say in this journey that a bad day for the ego is a good day for the soul. I want to unpack that with you because there's um, deep truth in that statement Mm -hmm. that I think is incredibly important to understand, incredibly liberating when it is understood, and maybe even more so experienced. Let's start there. Let's start by unpacking the idea that a bad day for the ego is a good day for the soul. Great. Yeah, when, when we say a bad day for the ego is a great day for the soul, what we are saying is that uh, the ego has a different standards, and what is good for our ego has nothing to do with what should be or could be good for our soul. So... When we think of a bad day for the ego, we tend to associate to bad results or difficulties or obstacles in our way, in our path. Something that we haven't, we have not uh, uh, anticipated. That something that is uh, against our plans. You know, um, you know, in. Argentina, in my country, we have a popular saying that says, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. You know? <laughs> so the idea is that uh, there is something pretentious in, in thinking that we have all control. And this is the illusion of the ego. So sometimes the, our worst difficulties are the opportunities our soul have to really shine and, and grow and express itself, you know? Uh, imagine what would each of us be if we hadn't had the obstacles, challenges, and, and difficulties we had in our life. Probably something essential about who we are now would be missing. This is the idea of a great day for the soul. So when we experience difficulties, obstacles, our soul is waiting there to shine, you know, and to express the best. See, this is where language obviously, you know, can tie us up in like a pretzel a little bit because the second mm-hmm. on you say difficulty, yes, probably each one of us has a visceral reaction to that, contracting that comes with that. Frame difficulty differently. The resilient mindset, the resilient outlook, sees difficulty through what lens? So when we talk about resilience, we uh, talk about about the the capacity we have to really go beyond any obstacles in our path, you know? Um, So sometimes 
we consider difficulties or obstacles as something bad. And uh, this is a label we put into a situation. It's not inherent to a situation, you know? So uh, you say, define it differently. And I, it, it depends on, on uh, your idea of the path, of how the path should be, you know? So a difficulty is something that is um, forcing you to go uh, another path or another way that you previously thought it would be. Uh, maybe it, took, it takes more time or a different uh, path, um, but the, the resilient mindset or, or this idea of cultivating resilience is, in a way, it's a different attitude to frame whatever happened in our life. So um, the invitation when we talk about resilience mindset is to accept responsibility to deal with whatever life throws us. Yeah. Is that where you touch on the idea of the obstacle being the way? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, the idea, I love this, this, this phrase. This is, this is an idea that comes from the Stoic philosopher, uh, Marcus Aurelius, you know? He said that the impediment to action becomes the action, becomes part of the actual action. When we think that an obstacle can force us to leave our path, we are not considering that from an existential point of view, standpoint, we cannot leave our path. Wherever we go is our path. We are creating the path with our steps. So the obstacle is part of our way. And this is the, the probably is the one of the most interesting parts of the way when we look back, you know? <laughs> this is the, the, the interesting idea because it, the obstacle invite us to develop new skills, new competencies. That's why it's an obstacle, you know? Because we are challenged with something that maybe we are not prepared to face. So when we face the obstacle, we develop the muscles, the, the competencies, the abilities to surmount it, to go through it. And this is the gift that the obstacle uh, offers us. So the, the typical opposite experience of that is the person on the path encounters the obstacle and starts kicking and screaming. I mean, the pandemic obviously has been a very, very big, you know, boulder in the road for a lot of people. And then there's a, an entire narrative that's been built around that obstacle. And if you spend enough time consuming any kind of media, mainstream media, social media, there's a laundry list of things. You know, the pebbles in our shoes, there's, there's so much to talk about. Uh, Zoom fatigue and you name it, we can, conce we can conceive of it. You say in this journey that, you're inviting people to stop arguing with reality. What does it mean to be arguing with reality? And then from the other side of that experience is what happens in your experience when you stop arguing with reality? You started the, the conversation talking about the a bad day for the ego, 
you know? <laughs> so when the ego has a bad day, something wrong, uh, some difficulty, obstacle, as we were talking, arises, we could have the temptation if we are uh, positioned as the ego. Because ego is nothing more than ourselves when we are in this mindset, looking through these lenses, you know. There is no ego apart from us. <laughs> it's part of us, you know. So when we are from this position and we consider that, oh, uh, things are not as they should be, you know, uh, or life is not as it should be, we are unconsciously resisting what is, you know, resisting reality and losing a lot of energy, complaining and, and, uh, and you know, <laughs> sometimes it's, it's, it's convince others, sometimes it's convince yourself that life is not fair, that things shouldn't be as they are. And all the time we invest in this kind of attitude uh, makes us more of a victim, you know? The, it, each uh, time we decide to really resist what is happening, disempower us. This is, for me, it's, a, it's an interesting perspective. That's why in, in, in the journey we explore resilience from six or seven different perspectives, you know? And this is for me one of the most interesting ones, that is the, the, the spiritual approach to resilience, you know? Because the spiritual, the spiritual approach to resilience for me, it's related to this um, inner gesture of saying yes, or really embracing reality as it is. And it implies embracing uncertainty, embracing uh, impermanence, embracing life as it is. <laughs> it's easier uh, say than done, you know? It's, it's, it's uh, not that easy, but it's possible. If, if we ha have the, the proper vision, we have the clarity that it really, when we are resisting the river, when we are resisting life, uh, we won't advance in life. And we will keep on the, the same holding to the same suffering, you know? Because one, one of the main distinctions that is key for me is that suffering and, and, and pain are not the same, you know? Pain is inevitable, it's part of life, you know? It's like we all have pain, physical pain, uh, uh, emotional, sometimes uh, uh, we are through moments of grief, and this is part of life, and they are inevitable. But when we add to this natural pain of life another layer of resistance, their suffering emerges. And this is a whole different uh, uh, thing, and we have control to it. Uh, so this is an important distinction. We cannot avoid pain, but we can avoid suffering from this perspective. And this is for me a huge uh, distinction. What do you say to the person who says, if I could exert more control, over everything, 
if I had mm -hmm. more power over everything, that would be its own kind of resilience in the sense of I wouldn't be subject to the whims of the universe. People would do what I say. I would have enough money to feel totally in control and create a box around myself that nothing could penetrate. Because I think this is a lot of what people are promised in, um, you know, the great fictions of the world. That if you just get enough of that, of everything, and you build the box thick enough, if the castle mm -hmm. walls are high enough, nothing could ever touch you. Is that a formula that works? You can try it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this, this, I would recommend uh, if anyone really considers this possibility to take a walk, take a walk uh, through a hospital waiting room. You know? It's an interesting idea, and there, there are some, some things that we should aim to control and uh, are intrinsic for me part of, um, of a grounded uh, experience or concept of resilience. Um, but the discernment to really clarify what you can control and what you cannot control is, is essential. So you cannot control the universe. <laughs> you cannot control death. You cannot control um, what others will do. You cannot control many, many things that are not under your control. So if you really try, uh, you will hit the wall many times um, because it's impossible. Um, and you can choose to be preoccupied with many, many things, but the, the being preoccupied doesn't give you more control over the situation. So you can control mainly um, your reaction and your thoughts. Um, in front of, an, of, of uh, a given situation. You have control over your thoughts and over your actions. So you can control certain things and they are important and they, are, they can change your life. But it's really key that you have the clarity to know where this line of control really lies. It's the idea of you cannot uh, stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. You have control. You can learn to surf, but you cannot and you will not control the waves. And that analogy of the surfer is resilience, the surfboard. Could be an interesting metaphor. <laughs> yes. You know, surfing is uh, both when you are on the, the board, you know, surfing the wave, actually, and when you are just riding the wave and catching the wave, you know, or going under the wave, everything is part of, of the surfing experience. So right. if we interpret it like this, yes. So we have the capacity to really go under the wave when it's dangerous, you know, you have to sometimes um, catch the wave and make an effort, you know, and sometimes just enjoy and go with the flow. Yeah. I would also so, say that, you know, like a good surfer, to extend on that analogy, a good surfer has their board attached to their leg. 
Um, yes. So even when they fall off the board and they go for that tumble in the ocean, when they resurface, there is that board for them to be able to get back up onto. Yes. So maybe in that yes. sense, resilience as the surfboard is a very apt analogy. We are prepared to really interpret every obstacle, every difficulty, every tough moment as an opportunity to really evolve as a human being, as a gift to really express the best in us. Uh, we are really prepared to become stronger, you know? So what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, literally. And uh, an obstacle is really a gift in disguise. So that the idea is, for, in the journey we explore from different perspectives, just trying to understand the same, this same gesture, you know? That we can look at it from a, a philosophical, you know, psychological, emotional, physiological, uh, even spiritual lenses. But it's the same uh, gesture of the soul, you know, to really embrace the obstacle to become uh, a better version of yourself, you know, to really use it uh, as a gift to grow as a human being. Keep on exploring. Gonzalo invites you to go on a huddle journey into developing bulletproof resilience.